Auntie Hunty. Pop, pop, notch. Come on, pop, 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 notch. Pop, notch. Pop, pop, notch. They're going down in Tinseltown. Pop, pop, notch. This is Pop Notch Podcast. We're your hosts, Landon, Mac, and Mara. Welcome to your go-to hub for all things pop culture Because, let's be honest, it's the only thing we're qualified to comment on. Let's get into it! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Notch Podcast. We're here. We're here, guys. My left leg is asleep, and we're here. Mara, how you feeling? Welcome to the episode. Um, yeah, I'm feeling super hungover. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm in a place. I'm in a place. So um, this should be interesting. Maybe I'll be like super bitchy because I'm like my head hurts and I feel like I'm gonna puke and poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you that for that. <laughs> oh wait, we're siblings. Don't oh. act like you haven't been there. Okay, it happens to all of us, right? I've been around it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Landon, how you feeling? How's it going? I'm doing great today. Last <laughs> week I was not feeling 100% myself, so um, I'm ready to uh, to do this. Let's okay. do it. Well, we're not Let's alone in this closet. No, we're not. Max having some technical and my, issues. My mic is going flaccid, and <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of those I have in my life. We should introduce our friends. We should introduce our friends. Guys, we have friends here. We're Le- not just the three of us in my closet mm-hmm. anymore. We're no longer a trio. <laughs> we are a, a fivesome. A fivesome. <laughs> a quintet. quintet. Yeah. Um, Landon, you're sitting closer to them. I am You are currently working with them. Qu- Explain them to the people. Yeah, so these are our friends, Lexi Jost and Brandon Jensen. Lexi is uh, just one of the friends in our pants group that we're doing a show, uh, 30 Plays in 60 Minutes. Pants group. Um, you have to tell them what that stands for, though, because oh, they'll be pants. like, pants? Yes, pants. <laughs> pants group. You just get around and try on pants. Is it a store? <laughs> it stands for Pantomime and Non-Traditional Theater Society. Um, so that's the acronym for the theater group or troupe. Um, and... Yeah, so Lexi's in the show with myself, Brandon, and a few other of our friends, and Mara and Mac have, I believe, been in a pants production. In the past. Bef- in I the was past. in one. I was in one. We've made an appearance. We've been <laughs> um, so yeah, we're bringing it back around, back to KC, because it kind of all started with Brandon Jensen yeah. in Emporia. Well, okay, and it's State. also, it started Ooh. in Chicago, right? And you used to live in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, but that's like where you like heard of it for the first time, went and saw yeah, one of those? Yeah, or? yeah. Um, sure thing. <laughs> Passing the mic. Passing the mic. Grab the mic, please. Uh, we saw, uh, I saw the neo futurists with my friends, and they are, they're the people who originated the 30 plays in 60 minutes. And um, when I moved to Emporia, they, uh, uh, Aubrey Rice started a um, group, the Pantomime and Non Traditional Theater Society, and I thought that was interesting. And uh, she was ready to pass the torch, and I was ready to um, take on a ridiculous project. So, uh, yeah. And then the rest was history, I guess. Brandon is a true artist. Anything he creates is like, ooh, mind bending. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Lexi and I were actually talking about that on the way to yeah, this I've podcast. I've had several <laughs> conversations <laughs> behind your back about. Um, <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I've had Bitch. several conversations <laughs> behind your back about just how insanely talented you are and that everything you approach artistically is so well done. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting for you to reboot Looking. I, I need a season four. 
So please <laughs> make that happen. I'm so glad you brought this up. Thank and you. it turns out I will be a guest on those shows. <laughs> um, I just rewatched it uh, because, first of all, I just visited San Francisco for the first time. Um, and I was just like, oh, I was, I'm itching to go back there already. And just there looking for Richie. Where's Richie? Where's he at? I am also looking for Richie. It was always Richie. It was always Richie. Okay. Um, but th- there are just some beautiful shots of San Francisco in that in that um, show. And and Jonathan Groff was the least interesting part. In my ever so humble opinion. <laughs> Which says something because like, Jonathan Groff. Well, okay, d- let me rephrase. Jonathan Groff is great. Mm-hmm. The character is probably the most mm. in- least okay. interesting part. Um, I wanted to know more about Augustine and um, Mary Bartlett. I don't know his name. What is Daddy. looking? Is that a show? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a, on it's a show on network? HBO. I think it's on HBO Max now. Cause. You've got looking season one and season two, and then you have looking the movie. Oh, because okay. they cut So off. it would be season three if you reboot. It okay. is. It's season mm-hmm. three, episode one. It's okay. a two-hour episode, and that's all you get. Okay. I love Jonathan Groff in Mindhunters. Oh, yes. Anything, you know, murdery, he give keeps, it to me. That keeps happening There's to him. He's like, let me get on the show. Hunters. It's groundbreaking. Everyone is critically acclaimed, and then it only lasts for like two seasons, and then they cut it. He's in high demand. Did they cut Mindhunter? I don't think they did. It's yeah. on an indefinite hiatus as far what? as I know. It's not canceled. Sorry oh. about your life. So, yeah. Brandon, if you could make that happen for me, please. Thank you. Can't wait. This was a wonderful introduction, yes. Max. Yes. You wanna these, introduce these are our friends. Those are our friends. Yes. Brandon and Lexi. We're so energy. happy to have a little closet reunion. We are, <laughs> we are welcome. So, guys, should we get into what's popping? What's popping? Yes, what's poppin'? please. Lots of things are popping. Landon, what's popping over there for you? Um, what's popping is, you know, the Jenner, she had Wolf, the baby. There is another Car Jenner baby on the scene, you guys. Kylie is a mother of two. Yes. I love I love a good alliteration. Wolf Webster. I love me a good alliteration name. Maybe it's just because, you know, I we're was, Mac and Mar I mean, I was just really it. hoping since I since we found out that it was a boy, I was really hoping his name was gonna be Thunder, because Stormy mm. Thunder. Uh, Keep I think, the I think weather she thought that was too on the nose. Girl. Wolf and Stormy. That just goes together, you know? Yeah, does I've it? met a few <laughs> families uh, living in Lawrence, Kansas. There's lots of interesting names mm. of children, um, even parents' names I've seen on uh, rosters and things, and I uh, I definitely am there for them with their choices. But especially with, like, celebrity names, you know, because mm. it's it's the pressure. You can't be a celebrity and name your kid John, you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's not done. It's, it's not. like, who can make up the coolest, most obscure thing? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow named her daughter Apple. Um, Apple. So, yeah, it's all of that. I think it's the pressure to be different. I'm different, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder what I the middle it. name is. I love it. I'm here is. for it. I was Wolf. wondering that. Like, do they get the you know luxury of having a middle name that's more typical that they can go under the radar, or are they Ooh. just stuck going by Apple? Well, that's you a know good they question. you know they have their their names picked out like way in advance, and they just don't tell anybody because then Chris Jenner uses it's her job to get a domain, buy the domain for everything that could possibly have to do with that child's name. She buys the domain for it before the child is even like in the world. Chris Jenner is a mastermind. Mm-hmm. She she is. The definition of momager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Momager. <laughs> yeah. Business woman. She knows how to make the money. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mazel tov. Mazel to Kylie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Invite um, us to the bar mitzvah. What's our next uh, topic of news? What's popping over there for you, Mars? Okay. So it's everywhere on the inter- internet right now that Taylor Swift is officially engaged. There's been uh, competing stories as to whether or not that's that's really happening. But I feel like when she came out with the song Lover, like we all knew. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, they got engaged 
like before she wrote the song Lover and she wrote that about ladies and gentlemen, will you please stand? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think I think they've to been her engaged baby for a long boy, time. Joe, I think she's been keeping Joe a Allen. But that um kind of sto- story rebroke a couple days ago that it was like coming out everywhere that like Taylor Swift officially engaged to Joe after five years of dating. And I went and I Googled Taylor Swift. And all that came up was stories about Jake Gyllenhaal. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. That's why I was so Taylor confused. Swift gets engaged. And then you Google her name and it's all about Jake Gyllenhaal and his comments on her song. Like, ugh, the patriarchy. It's all because of Dianne Warwick. She <laughs> tweeted about wanting him to return her scarf. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Jake Gyllenhaal. Been a fan of yours ever since Dar- Donnie Darko. But, uh... Yeah, that sh- that was the situation. It should be about Taylor on that day. <laughs> but all they could find was stories about Jake Gyllenhaal. It's like this some bullshit. Yeah, some bullshit. when I when I googled it too, all I saw were pictures of him wearing the scarf, and I was like, "Yep, this is typical of you know the press, <laughs> just making the story about something else." The press is wild, but if it's wild. if it's true, which I think it is, I think it's been true for a long time. I just think they've been, you know. Especially as a celebrity, you share so much of your life publicly that it's like you deserve to keep things sacred and just for you for as long as you want to. You, you deserve know? a drink. So do we ship this couple? Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, I, I ship mean, them if they're happy. You know what I mean? They, they've they been kind of I wouldn't say reclusive in the press, but um, rightfully yeah. so, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything else about the Taylor's life is public. So, yeah. She's got to keep something under wraps. Is it easier to ship a couple because they're a little more under wraps and you get to imagine that it's a really delightful romance? Mm. I think so. Yeah. That's interesting. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, that's mine. That's your what's popping? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's my popping? What's popping my heartstrings for pop culture? Oscars, baby. We know the hosts. We got the noms. Yay. ACM noms are out. It's upon us. ACM noms are out. I'm excited. I'm about to go on a Carrie Underwood rant, but we're going to wait five minutes for that. (laughs) Yes, Um, please. Wait for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, the hosts, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes. I love it. How do we feel about it? How do we feel about it? A female comedy trio. I think it's so great. Mm. I'm really excited. I think they're going to do so well. They're going to keep the audience in stitches. And I like how you mentioned they were like splitting it up, right? Like they're going to do some together mm-hmm. and then each woman it gets their own like hour. It sounds like it's a individually scheduled three-act play. They're going to start the show and end the show together. And then they each get their own hour. That's a great to host setup. the show. Yeah, I dig it. I think it'll be uh, one of the most iconic in the last 10 years of hosts. Yeah. And we know the host situation has been you know, a point of contention. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see a female-led mm-hmm. uh, hosting trio. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. It is exciting. I'm excited for, I'm excited to see how Amy Schumer does just because she can be a little bit more in your face and more upfront in her comedy. And, and I don't, I don't know think I've seen how that's going to work on network. I don't think I've seen anything from her since she became a mom. Mm, true. I mean, I'm sure Only she's her, done like, some stuff. I just she, ha- she does have a Hulu story series. about her pregnancy. Right. She I has a Hulu series like coming out. It's called Life and Beth, and mm. I'm excited for that. I missed that. Oh, I yeah. think I've seen the trailer mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, her HBO docuseries about her being pregnant while she's on the road is really yes. good. It's very emotional. Like, never thought Amy Schumer was going to make me cry, but she did. So. Well, all the best, the best comics, you know, have, mm-hmm. you know, the gravitas within. The gravitas. Yeah. The gravitas. Um, 
So what do we think is going to win Best Picture? Do we have we seen the noms? I'm pulling for a West Side Story. What are, 2021. What are all the nominations? Remind me for oh, Best it's, Picture. It's a lot. It's Best like, Picture is like Dune, um, West Side Story. It. Dune, seen West Side it. Story, The Power of the Dog. Haven't seen it. Benedict Cumberbatch. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst. Oh, in the oh, one love, about the love Kirsten Dunst. Uh, she's been my queen since the nineties. That one might. Uh, that one might be Nightmare Alley. Oh, I, I haven't one. seen that one, but I'm I want to. Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett. Uh, don't look up. Don't oh, look up. I saw that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't we know talked if it's about that last episode. Drive my yeah. car. Okay. Nope. Um, <laughs> oh, silence. oh, very pregnant. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a foreign film, and it's coming to HBO Max like within the next week or so. So put that on your list. Belfast, Kenneth Branagh. I do want to see that one. Um, everyone really wanted to see this movie and it's blowing up the message boards, but I watched the trailer and it didn't really excite me. Licorice Pizza. I was actually about to text my friend to go watch that last night. Yeah, when I very first saw the trailer, I was super excited, but I didn't know that the girl was like 25 and the guy was like 15 or something crazy like that. I think he's fresh out of high school uh because he like is the leader of a like group of high schoolers or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But she mentions in the trailer, she's like, why do I hang out with like my, this guy's like, so it might be a little inappropriate, but (laughs) Um, Dune. Hey, wait, but the girl in licorice pizza, that's the, she from Haim. She's on Haim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, King Richard, that movie with Will Smith about being the dad to the Williams sisters. I saw that Ooh, one. That really good. good. Nightmare Alley. Yeah, you said that. Is that, that, that right. um, um who directed that? Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then West Side Story. I'm pulling for West Side Story all the way. I think it would be iconic for a movie to win Best Picture twice. But that's need, just that's just I need us. Steven, we are theater kids. I need Let Steven, the musical win. I need Steven to win Best Director. <laughs> The, I'm, the I'm wondering cinematography if cinematography of that movie Dune has more of a pull because it is also nominated for cinematography. It is. Um, so I'm thinking like just because it's a it was a book to begin with and you know it's been created before it's a kind of a remake. Um, There's but the nostalgia factor. Yeah, so it's I also think like a very long. I mean, it, it it's got that grandness to it. Um, it's yeah, it, it does have those moments where it seems to take its time with itself. Uh, and it was an enjoyable watch. Um, yeah, I think it, it I has, think it has it has more contention than I think most sci-fi has had. Timothy and, and also Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. who is the moment? Yeah, <laughs> Zendaya literally she is, is the, the moment. moment. She was my top choice for like the first celeb we were going to see after kickoff at the Super Bowl. Ooh. And she was, I think. Besides the um, Toyota commercial, Nick Jonas beat her to it. I don't think she was there. No, like in the commercials, oh. I was like, out of all the celebrities that we're going to see, it's going to be Timothy Chalamet or, you know, um, Tom We did Holland have a Lindsay Lohan or, moment. Let's not forget. Yeah. She's back and she's looking so good. Sidestep, back and side better story. Than ever. She's looking nice. I'm a fan. She's had a redemption arc. It's nice. She needs a redemption arc. We love she has to see a, it. She has a Netflix Hallmarky Christmas movie coming out in December, and it's going to be great. Um, I want to sidestep from the Oscars for a second. ACM noms are also out, <laughs> and your queen. I just need Carrie Underwood to win Entertainer of the Year, but really, she needs to win it at the CMAs because I don't know how. How do you win it three times at the ACMs, but the CMAs give it to you literally never? That shit don't make sense. The CMAs is misogynistic. Wait one moment. We got to get Mac a soapbox. Mm-hmm. Mac, Thank come you, over please. Here. Stand Thank on this you. little box. I got you. I'm sorry. It's All been right, keep going. It's been <laughs> over a decade since a woman won Entertainer of the Year, and then we've we've just had a long list of 
dudes wearing pearl snaps and a red solo cup win it? I don't think so. I'm sorry. That's not exciting to me. It's not entertaining. There's a lot of women coming up in country music. I mean, I feel like they're pow- the powerhouse right now of country music. I think the, I do think the tide is turning. I think it's just turning slowly because radio is very manpower. Oh, radio. Yeah, radio does affect. We need to change that. The 90s had a bunch of good uh, oh, yes, country queens. Mm-hmm. Reba, Shania. Faith Hill. Faith. Motherfucking Hill. Faith Hill. Sarah Evans. Let's Martina talk. McBride. Forget about the chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. Oh my gosh, yes. The Dixie Chicks. Goodbye, Earl. It's over for you. <laughs> now they're PC. <laughs> they're PC. Um, they're so owning what they've always felt. That was popping. We, we were popping. We popped. We popped off. We popped and we popped. And now I think we need to move on to some streaming. Stream Queens! Landon, what you streaming over there, boy? Oh, I just had the realization that I wanted to talk about something. Uh, and I don't have it on the list, but it might Ooh, come up later. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to start with The Righteous Gemstones. Uh, it's got some classic comedians in it. Uh, yeah, there's some big names in that show. Uh, John Goodman? A, kind of a throwback. Yeah, John Goodman. Um, the dad from Roseanne. Uh, the Big Lebowski. Danny McBride. Know, Danny McBride's in it. Uh, I love him. Hilarious. He plays the like oldest son of uh, John Goodman's character. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, you know, as the oldest sibling, not that I am one, but I, the, as it goes, they kind of have to lead the family once the uh, parents or he's the a successor. Yeah, he's a successor. So it, the story almost follows him and his family the most close, clo- I guess, however you want to phrase that, closely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some good good old times. They're they're running a mega church, basically. Who's um, his wife in that show? Uh, it is Cassidy Freeman. Okay, and I don't, I don't, know I don't remember all the things she's in, but she's usually in like Southern type things. For some reason, I was thinking and they all have these surrounded, but wrong. No, it's uh, Cassidy Freeman, and they all have these ridiculous Southern accents. Like, and Adam Devine. Yep. I've loved him he, since he's in workaholics. workaholics yes, yeah. and Pitch Perfect. Let's not forget. <laughs> They're giving him a Pitch Perfect spinoff on Peacock. I'm so excited! All about for that. Bumper. Bumper. They are. Yeah, I have not seen mm-hmm. that. All okay. about Bumper. I'm here for it. <laughs> he's so funny. Um, he actually. I don't want to give too much away about the show. You should watch it. Uh, it is an HBO uh, Max, I guess, HBO series, and uh, yeah, so funny, funny stuff. Literally, it's just about this family trying to run their mega church, and oh, Brandon has to God, jump in. God has joined us again. Uh, can somebody pull up the Righteous Gemstones cast? Because yes. I feel you've mentioned all of almost all the main players, and there is one who Edie. is uh, you did not mention, and it's Edie Patterson. Yes, yeah. because uh, she mm-hmm. plays the middle sister, and she is literally insane she is a crazy person there she somehow <laughs> her character or her real person uh, probably me, both but me definitely me the mostly her character <gasps> i'm dead yes mm-hmm. what is she from uh, she's from other things she's been uh, in other danny mcbride shows yeah um but she, i love that when a group like i just want to keep working with you and i'm making this art so let me invite you back yep yeah come join the party they know what works you know they're all friends too in real life and yes. they just had the best time on set <laughs> Yeah, a Danny McBride show would be, you know, a good one to be a fly on the wall. Will, uh, Will, why don't we Let's say? Let's go be extras. Will Ferrell. Yeah, <laughs> and his gang. 
Yeah. But they all do that. Adam Sandler does that. Oh, all yeah. of his comedies. When I was talking about Danny McBride. Will Ferrell was on like Eastbound and Down. Oh, that's right. Ooh, throwback. Yeah. Love that. Show. Eastbound and Down. I guess I never right. paired we'll about Will that Ferrell with him. I felt like they're kind of like their own thing. But yeah, they did. They did several things together. That would be another good like future cast question mm-hmm. at the end. Like mm-hmm. which comedy king? Ha- like if you only got to keep like their movies. As one, Ooh, who, oh, yeah, that would be mean. Well, yeah. if I'm answering right now off the top of my head, it's uh, Jim Carrey. The Ooh, Mask. good one. So many good '90s and yeah. 2000s movies. I'm gonna pick Robin Williams on that one because mm. he did comedy and drama, and his filmography is amazing. Mm. Yeah, R.I.P. Well, that's my pitch for my first stream queen. What's your streaming queen. That's your stream queen. Mm-hmm. Hey, Queen Mara, what's your stream queen? Um, so I can't believe that I'm waiting until this episode to talk about it because it's literally my comfort show. I live in it. Um, <laughs> I literally bought you a Rick and Morty shirt for your birthday. Yes. Well, no, weed and Rick and Morty is the only reason why I got uh, through the pandemic, honestly. <laughs> Adult leaves. Um, I think a lot of us. It's weed plus a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine was Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Mine was Bojack Horseman. And if you don't believe in its legalization, turn this off. Um, but anyway. I think it just yeah. read a lot. Rick and Morty. It's my comfort show. Um the Adult Swim app has it uh, kind of on a loop. They have a live stream, and you can just go and just join in right now. Did HBO uh, Max buy it though? Uh, Isn't season yes, six going to be on did. HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just everything about it is so well done, and it's so it's one of those shows that puts it all into perspective for you. Um, there's so much original music that they create for the show that's so good Every, it's a very like uh, whose line is it anyway S comedy where it's like everything's made up and the points don't matter um, <laughs> and it like it you know puts into perspective like we're just one little speck in this great big wide universe so you know have fun while you're here and also don't d- get too caught up in your own ego because does, does we're literally story connect? Like episode to episode, like it, overarching arcs. Yeah, the... there's a there's and it, that's another thing about the show. It's the family dynamic because give me a dark comedy any day of the week, and also it's animated. So there's that. And Justin Roiland is a little genius, but um, really... it really tackles. It's so funny. It's so so funny, but it really tackles and addresses some uh, heavy like serious topics like generational trauma, substance abuse, depression, like all of that gets, I can't sing the praises of Rick and Morty enough, please. Um, uh, well, I think part of its genius is that, um, to, to piggyback off like the, 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 you know, connecting story arcs. Does it overarch? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cartoons largely, um, after every episode, the world resets, yeah. like the, which is why cartoons can get away with whatever yeah. because they have that rule. Yeah. As soon as the episode ends, the world is reset and everything's yeah. fine, and everything that happened in the past is not affecting what's happening now. Yeah, but Rick and Morty has to root itself into reality in order to, uh, like, first of all, go through those stories, and second, like, pull off the science bullshit that they do. Yeah, um, <laughs> and the way they get around the loophole of like cartoons need to reset is they go to a yeah. different universe. Yeah, whenever everything is killed, they go to another parallel universe. Which the multiverse theory is an actual theory. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. a lot of scientists, you know, there's a consensus that yeah, there are you know parallel universes. Yeah, so can they intersect? They do in Rick and Morty. They do in Rick and Morty. <laughs> it's the whole rabbit hole. How rabbit do they intersect the if they're parallel? I, only, I told you, we only had a few more of these, Morty. 
you you can't keep doing them. <laughs> you got them way God. in there. <laughs> well, I guess I gotta join that party eventually. Um, we can start so it together, good. Mac. Okay, great. We'll keep each other updated. No, great. but it is. It's one of those shows where yes, there's a through line, but also you could watch any episode in any order, and you would still. You know, uh, Jesus Christ, their dimensional cable episodes. <laughs> iconic. Absolutely iconic. I watched iconic. an episode with you and it had a post-credit scene where there was like a like a robot baby that was born that they said didn't exist. Uh, so I was like, does does she come back? Are yeah. Are we going to circle back? Um, why am I spacing on the name? Not Birdman. Bird person. Bird person, <laughs> Bird person and Tammy's baby. Mm-hmm. And it does exist. And now it's Phoenix person. PP for short. <laughs> So, but yeah, Phoenix person, okay. the um, the love child who I believe really was born out of love, uh, exists. So I'm excited. We hope to see yeah. her again. Yeah, all of the post the post credit scenes and Rick and Morty are genius, but especially you know the very last post credit scenes of the very last episode of each season. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Does it Chef's like, kiss? To the do whole they series. like imply what's going to come next season or? Uh, I mean, like there's funny, it's like, in it like uh-huh. any show. Like they leave you little breadcrumbs, you okay. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's it's very there's Reddit threads, Reddit threads. upon Reddit threads upon Reddit threads about <laughs> Brandon needs <laughs> Brandon needs to comment again. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I think you guys are just need to start <laughs> no, your own. Don't be sorry. I'm loving this. <laughs> the uh, one of the most more recent post credit scenes is like um, Jerry. The whole episode is talking to a cat and goes on to an adventure with a cat yes. and it's like not explained <laughs> and why the cat and they really don't and and they they kind of continue the main story and like have you forget the b plot right yeah. until the post credit scene where they reveal that they they try to answer the question of the cat but they mm-hmm. can't um or they do but it's something so terrible happened yeah. that uh Rick had to erase Jerry's mind because he saw something so dastardly that the cat had done so we okay see. well if you guys are wondering it looks like Mar and Brandon are going to start a Rick and Morty podcast so look out for that I, I could all, I could talk about Rick and Morty every day for the rest of my life okay. no well, joke maybe just add like a Rick and Morty segment yeah, we could just do a whole ep on just it. Just a little. Yes. That's the mm-hmm. intro now. Mm-hmm. And we'll also, Justin Roiland, go support his other show on Hulu, Solar Opposites. It's kind of like, you know, the American dad to family guy type situation. Um, no. But yeah, it's it's really good, too. All right. All right. My stream queens. Literal queens are in the show. They're not royal, but they should be. <laughs> um, Dynasty Reboot. They have rebooted Dynasty from the 1980s. And when I tell you this show... It's amazing and awful. All at the same time. It's the truth. The main girl, is, she used to be on Nickelodeon, correct? Yeah, she played Jane on Victorious, and now she's playing the Queen Fallon Carrington. Fallon Carrington can do no wrong. She could literally, what a name. She could Fallon literally shoot somebody in the face, and I'd be like, I get it. <laughs> I understand, Fallon. I, I understand your you. Um, it's basically like a nighttime soap. Like, it's family connections and money and power and trying to be the head of the company and yeah. cut out your brother so you can be the CEO and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's great. The only thing that's missing is the shoulder pads. I just wish they would bring those back. Yeah, I got to be honest. It's I've heard good everything. things about this reboot, but nothing will touch the fashion of the Ridge. Okay, we all know. Rebooted I mean, it five it's, years it's even ago. gone as we far as to recast roles halfway through the series. Oh, really? Nicolette Sheridan played plays Alexis in the first season and the first half of season two. And then she had to dip out, so they had to recast her. So Liz Gillies plays Alexis for the last half of season two, and then they bring in homegirl that played Meredith in The Parent Trap, Elaine Hendricks. Oh my god, really? Uh, I, I, she, love I love her. I love her in this show so much. Is she a villain? Um, no, I don't think... People would say she is. I don't. 
What are you watching? The women. Well, I also don't think Meredith was the villain. If we're gonna go Mm -hmm. that route, Mm -hmm. like these uh, Mm -hmm. crazy kids came in. (laughs) You were just trying to. If someone put a lizard on my head, I'd be wanting to kill them too. So I totally identify. The mosquitoes ate her alive with the sugar water. That was just cruel. (laughs) That was cruel. I would have said them or me too. It's on Netflix. (laughs) The first, the first four seasons are on Netflix. Season five is about to start, and each episode literally ends in a massive cliffhanger. Like Mm. every single one. Where I'm like, well, now I have to watch the next one because yeah. if he's gonna get shot or if she's gonna go, who shot Jr. Uh, I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, but I mean, it's great. As a kid that grew up watching Victor Newman and Stefano Demera as a child, the Goggles. Uh, it's right up my alley. Literally, I need plot twists. I need evil twins. I need a baby switch. We need to do an episode <laughs> where we all of the above. where we reference soap operas. No, I and on that do... day we are talking about. I can hold the hand of the one who could lead, lead me places. places. Passions, baby. I kiss the lips of the one if who could you, sing so sweet. If you want a show that Teresa, is the most what's insane up? show, <laughs> the most insane show I've ever seen in my life, Tabitha and is Timmy. Passions. <laughs> Timmy the dog comes to life, flies off a bicycle. Absolute insanity. Um, angels, there's angels. There's demons. There's hallucinogenic Charity. Oh my God, the guy who plays John Tucker, John Tucker Must Die was in it. Jesse he was Metcalf. the love interest. Of, yeah, yeah, Jesse Metcalf, love in interest passions. of Charity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was not a soap a opera first. No, it was a soap opera. A daytime oh. drama. And it new was episodes, literally five the best days thing. a week. I never got into any of the daytime soap operas. Uh, we Dime, had to watch them with Dime our mom. Dynasty is a primetime show. Yes, Thank only 22 episodes a season. But if they wanted to flip the switch and make it every day, I would watch it. I yeah. would watch it every day. So that's my stream queens for this for this round because we love drama we love drama mm-hmm. i love the fashion i love i love backstabbing your mom to get the ceo role I'm not in real life don't get us not wrong we life. love don't, you mommy don't get it. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> earbuds all right landon what's what's popping in your earbud my earbud is Maisie peters and uh, she is this uh, new artist that's just like super popular. Um, what type of music? I have just yeah, I haven't heard anything. Her is album she country title. Americana. Uh, you signed up for this is the album, and uh, genre would be uh, it's kind of a little bit folky, but mostly uh, singer songwriter, mm. and a little bit of pop dashed in there. Very much like tiktok friendly like okay, lots yeah. of people are pulling her we love a TikTok, tiktok moment for music mm-hmm. ty verdes he was a tiktok mm-hmm. happening and he's so good so talented mm-hmm. he it, uh, performed in the macy's thanksgiving day parade so thank you tiktok yeah tiktok it has taken TikTok-a-hoo. the country by storm in the last few years and thanks to the pandemic that has also only escalated tiktok's and it filled use. the gaping hole in people's hearts that vine left behind uh, <laughs> that vine left behind vine. and also just R. I, I think as a society our uh, attention span has collectively <laughs> decreased like give me 30 second videos or give me nothing <laughs> well it went from 15 to Same. a minute to now three minutes yeah and on the three minute ones i'm like this is lasting forever i must scroll on <laughs> i can't give you three minutes of my time the girl who found her we'll apartment in her apartment the, the oh, running saga. Yes. The room in her New York City apartment that was behind her bathroom mirror. That is the stuff that horror I would move. horror I would move. nightmares are made of. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. Yes. So living in New York City, she felt a weird draft coming from behind her mirror somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw she this. She takes her, her mirror, mirror off the wall. It's a hole in the wall that leads to a full on deserted apartment behind her bathroom mirror. 
And it looked like somebody mm-hmm. had been squatting there maybe at some point, but maybe not currently. I but feel how like. did they get in there? They had to crawl through the mirror hole behind the mirror. So someone is squatting in the apartment, breaks into her apartment. Oh, no. And Okay. No, I don't know who or how they got into the old, the abandoned apartment. Okay. That's a thing. In New York City apartments, they, though. I was listening. They did a whole episode about- They just uh, wall it off. On Strange and Explained by with Daisy Egan. Does a whole episode <laughs> on things like that. And she talks about a murder that happened in a building. And uh, the woman called 911 and was like, they're in my walls. They're in my walls. And yeah, they were literally in her walls. Yeah. I've read so many, like- what I figured were urban legends about this, and I, I did not realize They're that not it, legends. it is not a legend. <laughs> that is horrifying. It's an urban truth, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's an not, urban truth. It does not happen often in the Midwest. <laughs> not, that's not happening at uh, One Light in KC. We do have basements, though, for tornadoes. So We do have those. Um, uh, you want to talk about uh, murderers. Um, Kansas City had a serial killer and he <gasps> lived in Westport. This was uh, back in maybe 50s or 60s. What? I could be wrong. My um, supervisor just told me about this. What? Okay, and he, uh, I don't remember what his, like, his name was, so I'm so sorry, but um, he was very friendly. He was like uh, involved in uh, all sorts of communities and everybody knew him and loved him. Um, and then one day, somebody called the cops because they saw a man run out of his house naked this is giving um, me Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. Uh, yeah, that literally happened. Robert Berdella. Is that him? Is that who you're talking about? Uh, that sounds familiar. Is that him? I don't know, but he looks like a creep. <laughs> <laughs> we just Googled him real quick. Robert Andrew Berdella was an American serial killer known as the Kansas City Butcher and the Collector. Is this him? Okay. Because he he, he like kept people, uh, in, men specifically, or maybe boys, in his basement. That's the worst. Bits and pieces. People are terrible. He just murdered them and kept their bodies. I think he tortured them and then eventually killed them. Hmm. That makes me sick to my stomach. Um, So, and there are a bunch of caves in Kansas City. So, (gasps) (laughs) So it's like like a real life. I'm so glad we got a Brandon tongue pop in this episode. (laughs) It's like a it's like a real life changeling sound bite, and that can be our transition. Yeah, rather than the bubble sounds, (laughs) we're still. What's in your earbuds? Oh, okay, my earbud. Do you guys ever just get in one of those moods where you rediscover an album that was so life changing for you in your formative years? You know, Metamorphosis Hillary Duff. Maybe. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, if you did not hear that, repeat, Mac. Metamorphosis Hillary Duff. Little voice. I play that shit every week. <laughs> Honestly, iconic. She was no, one of the first um, CDs I ever had on my portable CD player. Which that I wrote. Did you have the green, the or the orange. I had what? That she. she did her album in two colors. I agree. You're clearly not it was a real blue <laughs> and orange, and you had you just got what you got at Walmart, and what you got is what you got. Well, my mother got me like the teal blueish green oh, one. Sad. You want th- you had the orange one? I, I think so. I thought we had the teal one. Oh, well, evidently the teal blue green one was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Dang it. You. We love you. Well, what is your album? Okay, so Regina Spector, <laughs> specifically the Soviet Kitsch album. Oh. Let me just... Does, is that... Who sings Samson? Regina Spector. Okay, great. That's but that's know. that's her Begin to Hope album, I believe, which is the... Soviet Kitsch has Ode to Divorce, Poor Little Rich Boy, The Flowers, Oh, Us. You've, you've definitely... That, that's probably the song you've heard um, from the album because it's in 500 Days of Summer. The beep, 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 beep. That... They made a statue of us so good. Mm-hmm. She's just... 
Yeah, she's one of those artists that just translates a feeling that you have in your soul and somehow puts sound to it. And I love her. I will always love her. She's so talented. Uh, yeah. Is so, she from the like 60s? No, no. Landon. This album, she this the Soviet current. kitsch album Spectre? is the from queen. Of, like, a 2004. No. Phil yes. Yeah, you're thinking of Phil Spector. Okay. Yeah. The, speaking of okay. murderers. <laughs> speaking of horrible men. Wow. You guys, my dream is happening. This what is turning into a murder <laughs> yeah. podcast. Uh, next this week, is. we're just going re- to re-strategize and our podcast is now, we're only going to talk about okay, Rick and Morty we're and pivoting. horrible men. We can keep the word pop, right? <laughs> that goes with murder. Right? Pop off. Murder men. Um, but yeah, Regina Spector, specifically the Soviet kitsch. You will laugh. You will cry. You will dare to ask why. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and anyway, so yeah, people that are already doing right. those things, and now you have a reason. Guys, our cast question. Are we ready for this? What cast? a segue. Are we ready for this <laughs> cast question? Let me find it just so I don't say I'm it ready. wrong. <laughs> All right. If you could be a sidekick or a henchman or whatever you want to be for any Marvel villain, who would you choose and why? I didn't take any time to think about this. Uh, so, Mara, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go while you're ruminating. <laughs> I can go too. I know mine. Um, I have to go the one, the only Loki. It's the hair flips for me. I just got done watching Loki, the series on Disney Plus, And every time he does like, you know, a stunt, a stunt, a fall down and then stand back up. It's the wild, overdramatic hair flip back up into it. Love it. <laughs> Iconic. Um, but also anyone with long hair can, can commiserate that the feeling of mm-hmm. I just has to go now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I've um, become a member of that party. Oh, well, oh yes. You have Mac has long hair now, long hair now. which Welcome I'm here for it. Hair, so now. You have the best hair in the family, the thickest, fullest hair. So it was always meant to be long. I think. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but anyway, back to <laughs> Loki and it's also his British accent. He's super sassy. I would like to look at him all day. I would like to hear him all day. And yeah, I choose Loki purely for vain reasons. Loki. And he's witty. He's witty. He helped open the multiverse, I feel. I feel like we're going to get there. Yeah, he's really been integral yeah, he in, is very in integral. Uh, the Marvel universe. So, Well, uh, because we're uh, sticking to the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the big guy, Thanos. Why? He Ooh. has a very specific target like because he has a goal he and no and no plan. villain sees themselves as a the villain right to them yeah. their purpose is what needs to be like he's he yeah. like one of those villains that is like this is for the good of everyone you don't understand why i'm doing this yeah and he's like a bulldozer and i feel like i could just you know like ride on the back of the bulldozer <laughs> and just like help him along and do what he needs also, to be done you're and just looking for to carpool yeah I guess. Like he has four testicles dangling from his chin but we're just <laughs> no. gonna forget that well i've never thought that face. but i'm I've sure never i can't no. unsee it next time i see thanos literally <laughs> watch, Avenger, watch avengers endgame it makes sense well, yeah. So that's my answer, Thanos. Uh, he, he just, I just feel like, he, and if I did anything wrong, I, he would just kill me, and it would be over, and and it would be painless. It would be, it would be painless. painless, and bye. Yeah, but meanwhile, I'm sure we'd have a good time. To would it be painless? Because 
Peter Parker said, uh, feel Mr. So good. Stark, you might have just so good. been anxious. It might not feel so good. <laughs> Listen, anxiety's not great. <laughs> His spidey senses were tingling that he was about well, to go, bye-bye. Right. Oh, I maybe that is it. Dude, I never thought it about was, that. It was painful for Peter Parker and Wanda Maximoff. They felt they felt the blip because of her power great. and because of his spidey senses. So for those five years, they were in pain and no one knew it. Oh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> comic books are tragic, you Living guys. With they really pain. are. Um, yeah. So, Mac, yeah. who's your villain? My Marvel villain is, I'm going to go with Talos from Captain Marvel because you think he's the villain mm. and you think he's the one who ruined Carol Danvers' life, but he didn't. And so technically, I'm not really working for a villain, but I want people to think I'm a villain so I can have the upper hand on them to be like, just kidding, I'm not the villain, but you were afraid of me, so you weren't as much in my way as I thought you were going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. There you go. There we go. Lexi, Brandon, who's your villain? Oh, gosh, Brandon, do you uh, do you have somebody that you think you'd really like to work with? I have not seen a Marvel movie since... Shut. Guardians of the Galaxy one. Ooh, that, but what a soundtrack theaters. though. What a soundtrack. Yeah. Theaters. How, do you that is Disney a jailable Plus? offense in my eyes. I'm not gonna I am I I'm not gonna continue. But since uh, Marvel is owned by Disney, they're now Disney villains, and so my loophole around this Ooh. is um Isma because she could use oh. not an idiot next to her side. Pull the yes. lever cronk. Wrong lever also Eartha Kit. Eartha Kit. Kit. My world was shattered when I realized that it was Eartha Kit doing her voice. What? Um, Who I, did you I think had no it idea was? for the longest time. It actually wasn't until uh, Four Pants we started talking about Disney villains and you'd brought up Yzma and I was looking up Emperor's New Groove. That is when I found out that Eartha Kit did Yzma's voice. I had no idea. If I Wait, only got. It was Who did you think ago. it was? I had no idea. I just had never given it the time of day. I, Again, it was absolutely iconic. Uh, Eartha. Lock me up. Two jailable offenses. Me I was watching a video, something showed up in my feed and apparently which this is not hard to believe at all that uh emperor's new groove didn't really have a script it had like an outline and a, mm-hmm. a plot line and a lot of it was improv which when you look at that cast is not surprising at all because that has an all-star cast mm. there, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. let me just add some history yeah um <laughs> there is a documentary that sting's wife made uh, because originally the Emperor's New Groove, it was still Rock in like the it. Mayan, 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 Incan. Incan thank you. Mm-hmm. It was still it involved uh, the Incan Empire, but it was mm. supposed to like follow up the Lion King. So it was really supposed to be far more dramatic than it was. And there was like going to be two of the like Whoa. a prince and, and like a, 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 a like a, a peasant, and they were going to switch places. And I there was still like a llama movie. element. Um, and Sting was supposed to do all the music for it. Um, like a Phil Collins Momie. Yes, exactly, exactly that. Um, <clears throat> Which but, I'm glad you didn't, because how do you follow that Tarzan soundtrack? The I, soundtrack's better than the movie Tarzan, okay? We all know. Yeah, it's pretty excellent. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, they they just got like so sidetracked, or not so sidetracked, but there's a lot of like artistic differences uh, between, I think there might have been two directors on it. And so it was like a two-year process to make this movie. Um, and uh, while I don't know much about like the delivery of it, I know that like the script was kind of like, kind of wow. thrown Shuffled together. Shuffled around, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and this Sting, is fascinating. I never knew this. And, uh, Sting managed to write one song for it, and he was like, "Yeah, let's get like a good uh, uh, pop star, like somebody who is fresh and exciting." And so they hired Tom Jones. I <gasps> love Tom Jones. <laughs> say what you want. I love him. I was just I um, blaring. She's a lady on my drive back from She's Lawrence just now. Yes. I, I'm a, I love Tom Jones. 
I have a I have a playlist Cusco. on my Spotify <laughs> that is literally just it started as Tom Jones and then I thought I was gonna put st- other things in there, but it actually just became my Tom Jones mega mix. Oh my! <laughs> because it has to. It has to. <laughs> he if you watch old videos and he's just one of those like artists like he will like cry like he cries when he sings because oh. he gets so emotionally involved in the song. So. He's there to I, perform, and that's you know, his body's part of it. I feel like I this question has really nervous. allowed us to get to know all of us very, very well, <laughs> very, very quickly. Very but Lexi, we haven't heard your yes, official your answer. Bill. Okay, okay. So my, I think my official answer, uh, my Marvel uh, villain that I would, I would team up with. Uh, I think Magneto. Uh, <gasps> I think that's, that's such a good. one. I mean, to get it off the table, like obviously you're either following Ian McKellen or Michael Fassbender, and that's an A plus in either direction for mm-hmm. two entirely different reasons. Yeah. Um, but all. Also, because, uh, you know, he's another, like Thanos, one of those villains who he's got a plan and he's got his reasons. And they're like, if you sit down and you think about him, he thinks he the has the nobler reasons. Yeah. He does. And I can't fault him for that. So, uh, yeah. I just um, always remember there's too much iron in your blood. <laughs> Even then, creates. See, and I don't have that problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a deficiency. Yeah, so, right. if anybody's got some ice chips, I'm craving those. Now that Disney has. <laughs> Rights to all the Fox characters. I'm hoping we can get into the fact that Magneto is Scarlet Witch's dad. <gasps> Shut up! Really? It's the truth. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Yeah. I do. Does she count as that. a villain? Because can I change my answer? I, well, she doesn't. I, she doesn't count as a villain. She, I don't, she's I don't think she's gonna be a villain. I think she's gonna go through a angsty. Everyone has ruined my life. Well, have y'all watched WandaVision? Yeah, but mm-hmm. WandaVision kind of paints her as the. It paints her. She's as gonna in go pain through. She's gonna knock yeah. some shit over and then. Uh, she's gonna fall in love with White Vision, and it's gonna be fine. What? No! White Ew! What? No! <laughs> Nobody wants White Vision. We want we want OG Vision. I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mac. You can right. you can have <laughs> so this episode has been a lot. We thank you so much for listening. Any final words from the people before we go? I'm just happy that we got to have our old friends on the show. This has been awesome. Yeah, Always thank you so much you. for Thanks joining for having us. us. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> yay. <laughs> It's been okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to Pop Notch Podcast. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll be sure to give you a shout-out and read it on air. If there's something you'd like to hear us discuss on the show, or if you just want to say, hey, feel free to email us at popnotchpodcast at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word. Be on the lookout for our Patreon, where we will be posting exclusive content. And until next time, y'all, stay pop-not!